This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You in? You Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Reds Report, Bantley's longest running podcast. And we, of course, are part of the TalkSport Fans Network 2024. It's a new year and it's the same panel, the funny one, uh, from a live from his new pad. Can you hear me, Steve Andrews? Uh, coming in, coming in loud and clear. There you go. Huddersfield Road. <laughs> and uh, his, his pad's all the way on the other side of the Pannines. Can you hear us, the knowledgeable one? Red Report, Ian, how are you? Testing, testing. Happy New Year, chaps. Uh, Happy New Year. And our special guest for this evening, the professional one, live from the BBC studios in Sheffield, it is Adam Oxley. Adam, Happy New Year. How are we doing? Sorry, there's there's some interference on the line. Sheffield's a a long way away. No, we're good. (laughs) We're good. We're very good. Thank you. Lovely to see you all. Uh, gents, um, as, as you know, I've been uh, I've been off a little bit after after surgery, so I was so bored today. I listened to my own podcast, and do you know that exactly a year ago today, we recorded a podcast, and our guest that day was nobody other than Adam Oxley. And what I've, I, I listened back to it, and this is some of the things that were said. Um, Steve said, "We're just light up front. I know we signed the lad Watters up front. Don't really know what to make of him yet." I don't understand us. At home, we play like Brazil. Away, we play like Rihill. Adam then came in and said, I think perspective is the key word. You need to look at what Duff inherited, what he had to do. Look where you are. Ian's opinion was, we are sixth in the league. We've got a game in hand. We would have taken this at the beginning of the season. I don't know why people are moaning. Besides the home and away form, <laughs> you could almost be thinking I'm talking about this season. Well, um, you what, nice I'm, coming on tonight, gents. I mean, that's that's pretty much it, isn't it? That's <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. I know what I'd like to. I know what I'd like to make with Max, Max Waters now. Now I do know what to make with him. A fire, a big fire. <laughs> let's 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 take stock though. Um, before we talk about the January transfer period, it, you know, it, it's it's a new year. Um. We again, we are find ourselves six in the league again. We've got a game in hand. Let's go back to what Adam said last year perspective. Ian, I know we know 
or we feel we're capable of more. We probably feel that if the home form wasn't so up and down, we might have been further up the table. But all in all, let's be honest, given what happened, you would have taken sixth in January with a game in hand, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think so. Um, maybe six weeks ago, I was talking about us finishing mid-table, but we certainly picked up in December. And had, well, I certainly had a good, um, fairly decent Christmas, started with that Stevenage win. Would have been nice to have finished it off with a victory over Wigan, and I think that was a bit of a missed trick, but um, can't win them all. So, yeah, I think if you look at you look at the turmoil again in the summer um, and Collins's first big job, uh, he's only 40. Yes, he, he's got room for improvement. We know that there's, there's issues or, you know, there's been games where he, fingers can be pointed, no plan B or some of his subs haven't been great. But ultimately, um, you look at Blackpool, you look at Reading, you look at Charlton, and I think their supporters would rather be, they would love to be in our position. I know Blackpool are not that far away, but they've played more games and they came down last season. So I think some of them fans would love to be where we are. So it's um, room for improvement. But yeah, like you say, take stock. It's um, it's not a bad position to be in, is it? No, no. And, and Steve, I know one of the players that you often talk about, um, we talked about that interview it was with you, wasn't it, Adam? Was it with you when you went shoot Kane? Yeah, it was. It yeah. was my interview. Yeah, we, and it, we, was, we, it was great fun. I'll bet you went <laughs> yeah, you you you. that. And then, in fairness, since that interview, I mean, he's nominated for uh, Player of the Month, three assists and three goals. Uh, is, is that the Herbie Kane you've been wanting to see and want to see more of, Steve? Or have you made your mind up? And, you know, there, there is a rumour, Plymouth, I believe, um, interested in 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 Kane, or if well, listen, all these accounts spring up during all these transfer windows. But I, I read somewhere that there might be interest from Plymouth. Um, you want to hold on to him, Steve, and see what he can do, or do you say now, cash in and off he goes? Because obviously his contract is up at the end of the season. Yeah, no, cash in and let him go for me. Um, I thought he'd started to pick up last couple of games, to be honest. Uh, I mean, that interview, I've spoke about it. I'm not going to go back over it. Adam knows. I'm sure he knows exactly how I felt about it. I thought it was a disgrace. But anyway, um, I thought he'd started to pick up, as I said, last couple of games. And against Wigan, to me, he showed his true colours, weren't interested. Uh, I thought it was one of, probably one of his poorest games, to be honest. I thought he was shocking. Um, and he wasn't the only one against Wigan either. Um, but for me now... He's never he's never showed his, his his true potential for me. He uh, he's, he's lived off one decent season at Donny, and we paid big money for him, and he, he's not repaid that money nowhere near. And if we get a, if we can get something for him and offload and bring somebody else in, younger, better, whatever you want to say, uh, yeah, I'd get shot definitely. As, as an objective view, Adam, um, you deal with lots of callers from. Yeah. Mainly, I would say, Barnsley, Sheffield, Doncaster as well. Um, what, what's the overall view of Barnsley fans that, that you speak to? Because in, in fairness, I know we always want more. I know we always feel we want more. But the table doesn't really lie, does it? You know, we are in six. We've got a game in hand. Our away form has been truly amazing. And maybe, but it's still a game that has to be played. Some people say playing away is harder. Well, let, let's play the rest of the season away. Let's just shut up well and, and let's play well. Sixth in the league, 
are we are we right to moan, or is there something that you think we could do better? What, what what's been the view of the people that you've spoke to? Um, I mean, for not wanting to copy paste exactly what I said at this point last season, <laughs> <laughs> I, perspective. I, I, get it. I can feel words. <laughs> maybe do that a little bit. No, I I get it more this year. I I think if if the home form and the away form, you if you flip them. I think people would be a bit happier. You know, I've I've been I've done a few Barnsley games away, I've done a few Barnsley games at home. The last game I did was the, the Peterborough game away, cracking game. You know, loads of people can argue that 2-0 up shouldn't have have let that one get pegged back. But by the end of the game, actually a point was was a decent result because it could have gone either way. I've also seen a couple of games at Oakwa this season where the performances haven't been great. And by and large, that is where the majority of fans see their games. Um, and I heard the reports at, at, for the Wigan game last time and and everything in the crowd. And when I spoke to Neil Collins this morning and said about needing the fans to, you know, everybody to be pulling in the same direction for these two home games that are coming up, you know, he, he recognised that fans have got every right to to feel frustrated if they, they don't like what they see. Um, I, I do think if Barnsley are going to succeed this year and, it, and they're going to make the playoffs and give it another go, that maybe a little bit more is needed from the, the Reds fans to, to, to support the players a bit more. Uh, but if you are seeing poor performances at home and the football isn't necessarily as, as great as, as were the signs under Michael Duff last year, then I do get it. The point for me is that it's a work in progress again. And there was a lot lost in the summer. And there are some big players that are out of contract next summer that there's some big question marks in the air like like Kane that, that you've mentioned. Um, the good thing is that a good December has put Barnsley in the mix. And right now they are in that. And I think for me, probably more than last year, I think finishing in the playoffs in any way would be success this year. Whereas last year, there was even thoughts as it went on of of looking up to that top two. I, I don't think it's going to get to the heights of last year, but essentially, if, if Barnsley can stick in where they are, it might not be... It might not be the, the ride it was last year. It might not be necessarily as pretty. It might not be as great at Oakwell. But at the end of the day, it's about being in the mix. And right now, Barnsley are. Do you not think it's a weaker league, though, this year, Adam? A bit, yeah. But the, the, yeah. Look, the, there's there's a couple of teams right at the top last year that, that were excellent. But if you look at the table right now, Portsmouth and Bolton are looking stronger. Derby have gradually got their act together. Peterborough the same. And I think as the season's going on, last year, right from the off, the, the teams that were at the top kind of stayed there for the majority. It's taken a little bit more time this year to form. But right now, as I'm looking at it, there's, you know, four points between that top four. Yes, there's different games played, but but they're, they're looking like I'd be surprised if they weren't the top four come the end of the year. And it's then going to be a bum fight between, I don't know, five or six teams for for those other two spots of which Barnsley are in pole position for this year. Um, and I don't think that would be too bad. You know, I think there's still loads of concerns about the finances at the club and, and where they're at off the field, the fact so many players were sold in the summer for big money and that hasn't been reinvested into the team suggests that there's still you know, lots of bills to be paid and what Neil Collins is going to see, we don't know, do we? You know, we no. it's, it's a fascinating month, really, that we'll only know come the end of it 
in what shape Barnsley are going to be, both for the players out of contract. You know, we've seen youngsters get deals now. We don't know who's going to stay, who's going to go, what level's going to come in. But, you know, at the moment, things are okay. But equally, you could, you could see Barnsley going on a poor run as much as you could see them going on a good run. Yeah, and yeah, I think... I look. I looked back earlier. Um, whenever we've had really successful seasons, Barnsley's always relied on, and he might have not awarded, but a, a good central midfielder that chips in with goals regularly. I'm talking Redfern, Hignard, Howard, Moed, Horahan, those sorts of players. Phil, can he? Steve, you want to respond? I'm not. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna gratify that with an answer. Oh. But on that point, last year, every because I've listened to a few episodes, let's, let me tell you, I've been at work three weeks. Last year, we were raving about our midfield. We said this, if we go up to the championship, this midfield, what is it? Because nothing's changed, has it? It's still those players. The only thing that's changed is the man on the sideline. So are we going back to the, is this again a man management thing? Do we, we don't know. We can only speculate. Ian, is it, is it, do you think, like that man management and maybe having different ideas, wanting different out of players? Luke O'Connell, unlucky, obviously ill for quite some time before he came back. I mean, when you talk about midfielders, if you look back over the last five, six years, if you look at, we always had a spine at the back, Solbauer, Hellig, Anderson, Pinnock, those were defenders that you, you saw and you thought, wow, you always knew they'd, they'd move on and, and do really well. But we always had a spine, a striker we could depend on, a midfielder that came in with goals, and you know, a six foot five defender that wouldn't let any ball go past him. And it's a bit hard, isn't it, at the moment? Because we keep changing, we keep swapping. And is there is there a spine that that that, that he can build around? Because a lot of them are out of contract, a lot of them are freshly and new. It's a difficult job Collins has got, isn't it? It it is. I don't think it's I don't think it's a man management thing because listening to Adam Phillips today being interviewed, and he was kind of quite positive about Collins and how he'd helped him get through his, his dry spell in front of goal. Um, I think it's a, it's Connell being injured because we it's no surprise that when he come back in the side, Herbie Kane gets pushed further upfield. He suddenly starts getting assists and goals. He looks better, patting the Wigan game. Um, and we look a better unit. Um, and, and so Connell being injured, Kane being form in and out, Phillips' form being in and out, Russell's come in the team a couple of times and can either have a really good game or he can turn like a ship and be too slow. Um, so I think it, the players have got a lot to answer for in that midfield. Um, it, you know, when they cross that white line, it's down to them, isn't it? Um, there has been um, finger pointed at Collins for certain things, but <clears throat> I think when it comes to the midfield, that midfield was probably the best midfield in, um, <clears throat> in League One. And this season, it's been a shadow of itself. Uh, and that's got to be down to the players because he's played the same players, any Collins. Yeah. Um, when, you, when you say about a spine, um, <clears throat> he's been a bit unfortunate because we lost two keepers, although Liam Roberts, <clears throat> excuse me, has, has been very good. And it looks like he's going to stay till the end of the season, all being well. Um, but Lapata and Dejivene. I think I've got it right. Um, they're starting to look good, but they're not the finished article. Whereas we had Anderson there for a couple of seasons. Bobby Thomas come in and looked head and shoulders. Way too good for that league. And we've had established sort of um, players through that spine. And, and it's, it's starting again, isn't it? It's that, it's that start afresh. So if those players stay around for a season or two, they would then become a strong backbone. 
Um, so, yeah, you always want that spine. But um, I think the midfield, I think it's got to be the players have got to look at themselves rather than point the finger at Collins. And, and Steve, we spoke about it earlier about the home form and the atmosphere. Um, it's probably the painkillers that I've been taking for a long time. I felt a bit sorry for the, for the board and the club, actually, because they've now got pyrotechnics. You know, it, it, besides, you know, bringing friends and family that constantly sit and clap and shout and scream, you know, something needs to be done for the atmosphere. It's the chicken egg thing. I think the the, the players want to be buoyed on by a boisterous crowd that go wild as soon as going to the pitch. And the, and, and the fans sit there thinking it's four degrees. Show me what you can do and warm me up. And if I see someone I could shout about, well, you know what I mean? It's like one's waiting for the other. Is there anything? Have we exhausted every avenue? Does it take what an exciting signing? Is there anything simple? What, what, because that home form remains the conundrum, and it, it seems to be the key to unlock whether maybe we go and playoffs and everything else, and and we secure ourselves in that group that seems to be firm favourites to be in the mix at the end of the season, or we like uh, Ian said on our last show that we did. You know, if we don't pick that up, other teams are now making a bit of headway, are we going to falter and, and finish halfway? What, what, what can we do at home? Are you going to take your top off from the bottom of the, the Pontian? Oh, and... you don't want me to take my top off? Oh, no. No, not at my age. No. I took my tits in my socks just to keep them warm. Um, do you know what? It is, it is like you say, it's that conundrum, isn't it? There's things on the pitch that are still wrong, that people have been saying are wrong, basically for the last couple of months. Main one for me being Williams as a right-side centre-half, because he's not a right-side centre-half, and from what I can see, he's not a captain either. Um, so that's one thing that for me should change straight away, but it won't. Your fans are only going to feed off what they see on the field. So let's not start going down there. Let's have a drum and let's have somebody at front with a microphone shouting at you know, we're not in we're not in Barcelona, we're not in Spain or or Italy or all that sort of garbage. Let's see some quality on field. That'll get your crowd going. And and like Ian says, yeah, we had one at best midfields in league last season. I mean, I have to I have to I have to say this. I know you're gonna hate me for it. <laughs> Old Callum, who were commentating uh on last game, came out with a, a comment that actually made me chuckle which makes a change, actually, for I follow commentary. Um, Phillips apparently has been pivotal to Barnsley's <laughs> success. And in that final third, he's, he's, you know, he's been supplying this, that and other. You're hearing, right? And, and I thought, well, you know what? I thought I had, a, I, had a, I had another whiff to me bong and uh, <laughs> popped a few more acid tabs. And, and I thought, well, no, obviously I've not misheard him. Um, and I'm just think, I just think, and I get enough hassle on Twitter as it is. But <laughs> apart from five or ten minutes in a couple of games, what has Phillips done this season that means he, he maintains his place in first team? Because I, I find it I find it amazing that he's still anywhere near, near that first eleven when you've got young kids hungry to play and yet he still get, gets picked. It's, and it's I don't weird. get it. I don't get it. I really don't. It's weird, isn't it, um, Adam? Because at the beginning of the season, right, it was a couple of weeks after the uh, defeat at Wembley. Um, 
I think, again, it was you that interviewed Casper Lopata when he, he signed for Barnsley. It was a really good interview. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I came on afterwards and I said to the lads, I tipped him to be our player of the season. Just listening to him and looking, because he, he said, you know, it's a simple game. You stop the ball for going in your area, blah, blah, blah. And when he started at the beginning of the season, I dare say, I mean, Ian, Steve, forgive me if I'm talking. I think everybody was really impressed with him. We Sometimes were. We were. He, yeah. he goes in it. And I get Williams is captain. I just find it really hard that Williams on the right wing, I can see that all day long, bombing down that wing and putting a ball in. But defensively, I I, I don't understand why somebody like Lopata sits on the bench. I know he's back from injury, but he, he is back. He sits on the bench. And it, it's almost like we're trying to make do with that first eleven because we what we don't want to risk it, we don't want to change it. It's it, it just if if we didn't have somebody, you'd say, well, we're short. He has to fill in. But you got you got a centre back that sits there ready that I thought did really well. But maybe 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 it's maybe it's the golden tablet I've been taking. Maybe we're both completely off it, Steve. It wouldn't be the first time, would it? And um, what about Collins? Stop sharing medication, mate. It's not. <laughs> what about no, Collins, I, and Adam? Adam I, what about Collins? In terms of well, in terms of those those defensive positions, I think if Lapata hadn't have got injured when he did, then we'd be having a, a different conversation because he was absolutely flying. You know, I was at the was at Northampton, wasn't it, when he he got his his injury? It was towards the end of the game, um, and it looked relatively innocuous at the time. And then obviously it's taken him out for a bit, so you don't know how much of an impact that's been having. But he's been back around the team for a while now. I definitely think there's a um, a call to be made that could be made that you shift Jordan Williams back out to the right and you involve um, Mal de Gervinia and uh, Lapata with McCart in that in that back three and actually that that is a better five um, with Cadden or whoever on the other side. Um, I, I think there's there's definitely a role in that 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 looks on paper stronger to me than the other options that are in there. And when you talk about the spine that you have talked about, you can't lose the entire back three from last season um, and, and hope that it's going to be as good because they were an integral part of it. You know, Anderson had had a few years to to develop. You know, Lapata's not there yet. The Javinier's not there yet. Either both look good players. I like Lapata. Um, I, I like the way he talks. He is more of a captain as well than Jordan Williams. I, I yeah. agree entirely with that. Um, and it, it maybe is that defence. And I'd I, 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 I go with that. I, I certainly, if Neil Collins went with that that approach at the back, I don't think there'd be too many people disappointed to see it. Um, and then you have maybe got a bit more uh, pace off the bench, you know, Keith or Cotter or whoever that comes on and, and can just give you the, that second pair of legs. But that, that seems a better, a better back line to me, with, with what Barnsley have got right now. You know, it might be different three weeks. Somebody else might have come in. But that right now is where I'm at with the defence. Um, so, for both of you then, Steve and Ian, and Steve, you can go first. If we could only fill one position during this transfer window, we can only bring one player in in one position. Is it centre-back? Is it the centre-back you need to look at? Is it a creative midfielder? Do we need to look at a striker? Presuming everybody stays that we've got now, where is that one area that we need to... I know, strengthen, strengthen in depth, whichever. Steve? Um, I shall say what I always say and what I've probably been saying for the last 25 years. Um, <laughs> make mine a double. I make mine, yeah, make mine a triple. <laughs> Wait, after moving house, mate, make it, I want bottle. I'm not, I'm not even putting it in a glass. Get me um, a straw. 
It's, no, it's going straight into it, mate. I'll tell you where it's going. I'd have it at side at bed, hung up. Famous grouse, straight in. Nobody drinks famous grouse. Who drinks famous grouse? I was just about to say, get yourself some better yeah. stuff than that, no, Better than that. You put that it's, in your tea it, when you've got cold. He still, he still drinks Stoltz Bitter and Castlemaine 4X. <laughs> hey, no, wrong, no, wrong. We're pint of Stoltz. We were right the other night. They've got stones on. Oh, yeah, stones um, oh, what they call it? Crown and Anchor. Crown and Anchor. Still other got pubs are available. Other pubs Beautiful. are available. No, oh, come on. What have you better. been saying? What have you um, been saying for 25 years? We need a midfielder. We need a creative midfielder. Herbie Kane was brought in to fill that gap, and he hasn't done it for me. We've not had a decent. Well, we haven't had a decent midfielder since Neil Redfern. Um, but it's whoa, some. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. This is my Howard. two minutes. This is Howard. my two minutes. Hold on a minute. Calm yourself Howard. a second, Howard. boy. Do you know that medication's kicking in now, isn't it? He's going to tell me other I'm a good player next. Um, but it's that sort of, you want somebody that's going to play that killer pass. And Phillips and Kane can do it, but they don't do it enough. They do it once a season or twice a season. Kane were brought in for that exact reason. For me, I'd just like to see a midfielder. You've got Connell there, buzzing around, breaking play up, fantastic. You've got McAtee. Light lightning shooting through, blah blah blah. Jan Mulby used to stand in that center circle at 32 stone. <laughs> and, but he were, let's say everybody's going now. God, oh, you were a fat lad, weren't he? And he were every time he came to us, but he could put that ball on a 10 pence piece anywhere on pitch. And for me, it's that, that class, that quality that we lack. There you go. Now, you? now, carry on, mate. Now, tell me all about your fantastic midfielders. No. No, no, everybody's entitled to an opinion. That's what football's all about. Ian, what about you? Is it is it a creative midfielder, or are you are you looking to fill another position to try and uh, not get back on track, but strengthen and and consolidate where we are and move forward? I've swayed towards the attacking midfielder from the defender because I still think I still like Jack Shepherd. Uh, he's gone out on loan. I thought he did really well when he came in. Uh, big lad. Uh, we do need probably a centre up. I think, like, like Steve says, um, there's got to be some players about. I mean, I look at like Blackpool. I know he's a striker, Jordan Rhodes. I mean, to pick somebody up and he, um, in that division and score goals, that there are players, whether it's a young lad from a Premier League or Championship club, or it's uh, uh, somebody who's near the end of the career but can give us a season or so. There are those players out there that you probably don't even have to uh, pay a fee for. And it's somebody, like Steve said, who can put a ball through, split a defence and put Cole through one-on-one or McAtee through one-on-one with a keeper. And, and too often we don't have that. We huff and puff with the ball. We go sideways um, or we might go long. But there's nobody showing at the minute who can actually just thread a ball through and a killer ball Um and I know they're not easy to find, but certainly for a loan, for six months, for a push for the for, for promotion, there must be somebody around. We've got good links with Man City. We've got good, good, you know, um, we've picked up a few players. There must be somebody somewhere that can fit that, that position down to a... 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? You reds? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And I think that, that could be the difference between hovering 6th and 7th or uh, being comfortably in the playoffs or pushing for the top two if you can get somebody um, who can who can supply the bullets for Cole and McAtee. Yeah, we see, we've seen Kieran Lufthouse um, leave on loan for the rest of the season to MK Dons um, today. And of course, the club will always say at fan evenings and everything, look at all the players we've brought in. But somebody like a Kieran Lufthouse, although went straight into the first team, not really seen much. Went out on loan, come back and now has gone somewhere else. And what, what's the latest word on injuries? Anything today, Adam? Because like, I know we don't talk about it much for various reasons, but you know, Ruby Cundy is still at the club. We're, we're not hearing uh, you know much of him. What, what, what was said today? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of as it was, really, from, from the press conference today. I mean, Cundy's one of the, the strange ones that, that just didn't seem to have had a look in and always has some issues going on. And he'd be a kind of person that, with his experience, you would chuck in a little bit. I've heard a couple of fans um, suggesting that, that he'd be somebody that'd be good to, to bring in. And, you know, Conor McCarthy as well from um, his his start and everything else look look decent. So there's there's players there. Like I said, from a a defensive perspective, I'm not I'm not as worried. I think there's you know it's, it's potentially the composition as I mentioned. Um, <coughs> you just want to improve, don't you? I mean, at the end of the day, if, if they you want the if if Barnsley are going to bring players in this month, they've got to be better than what you've got. And and if you're going to try and keep hold of all those players that are out of contract. It'd be nice to see somebody sign a new deal of all the, the big hitters that are out. I don't think it's going to happen, but we saw this with Rotherham the other year that when Michael Smith and Michael Ehekwa went to Wednesday in, in, in the summer after they they helped Rotherham get promoted. You know, so some players will down tools like Freddie Ladapo did for Rotherham that season and then left. Other other players, even though they're out of contract, fully committed, giving absolutely everything. At the minute, people like Cole and, and others seem to be committed to the cause, even if they're not necessarily going to be committed after this season. So that that'd be my worry. If there's anybody in there in the squad right now that you're not sure where their heads are or this month you see them looking elsewhere, maybe try and get them out now. And get, and get somebody else in. But they've got to improve. I don't think bringing in other people that are developmental players or similar to the players that Barnsley have got are going to help right now. There's enough good kids that are there. There's enough yeah. players like Lofthouse that have been brought in that they clearly, as Neil Collins told me today, sees as somebody that is part of the future at Oakwell, but just not quite ready yet. So it's a good step up for him. Um, 
I just a bit like Sheffield United doing the Premier League right now. Looking to bring in two or three players that are actually going to improve the first team. So yeah. that should be the, that should be the priority for Barnsley right now. It's are they better? Yes. Can we bring them in? Yes. Bring them in. If it's just another squad filler, I, I don't think that's needed. Not needed, is it? No. Um, right, Adam. Um, you are being invited to uh, an evening for food and guests. Yes, you are. Um, both Ian and Steve have been tasked with virtually organising an evening, and they can invite one ex-Barnsley player, one current Barnsley player. One manager, either the current one or a previous one, one random guest, and after a bit of food, maybe a drink or two, uh, they are going to sit down and watch an iconic Barnsley match, whichever ones they want. It's an evening of laughter, alcohol, food, and entertainment. So we'll, we'll head over <laughs> to the Pennines. House, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll head over to the Pennines first, and Ian. Um, I, I don't want to know what food you're serving them because that's not important. Can you talk us through your guest list and what iconic match you're going to uh, watch again with your guests? Um, are you going to be honest with first thing that you said on that Twitter message <laughs> or are you going to not be honest? Um, I'll, no, you, right, yeah. I'll have to answer myself now. <laughs> <laughs> so initially, the WhatsApp said current player I'd have Devante call and ask him how on earth he became a football. Was it? What was it? How, how on earth? <laughs> it was quite bad, actually, considering his top it, I think it's how you phrased it, to be fair. Yeah. Um, to understand how he ever made it as a footballer, <laughs> a bit, <laughs> what I thought was a bit harsh. So I've gone for Herbie Kane because I really want to know about that iconic interview and if, he, <laughs> if he'd interviewed the same with me as he would with Adam. <laughs> So, right, okay, so that's your current Barnsley player. So, what about an, an ex-player? I've, I've gone for Mick McCarthy because he's a legend and I just think he would have a million and one stories about mm. his playing career, his yeah. manager career. He must yeah. have so many great stories to tell. You could actually, you could just sit down and listen to him. I bet he has some belters. So Mick McCarthy for me. Okay, uh, what about a manager? Uh, I've picked Danny Wilson. Because he was the premier, prem, um, miracle worker for the, to get us in Premier League. So I picked Danny. Okay. And, uh, and one random guest. <sighs> <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting one word. I'm getting one word. Baptiste. It has to be. <laughs> okay. I've seen him live and absolutely wet myself laughing. And he would just be super. So Clinton Baptiste with his paranormal. Uh, uh, thoughts activity and and what what iconic match are you going to rewatch? Uh, it, it'd have to be uh, Bradford in '96 beating uh, beating Bradford to go to go up to Premier League. Mm. So that that's really that's well. what I'm sitting down and watching. It, it sounds a good evening, Steve. <laughs> uh, you do yours, and then I'll give you mine. So my current player would be uh, Fabio Jello. Because I'd like, to be honest, and, and it's on a serious note, which makes a change, <laughs> I'd like to know why, first of all, he's re-signed, going back to, either going back to Portugal or going back to a better club, <laughs> and why he thinks our youth setup and our coaching, etc., must be as good as he thinks it is because he's decided he wants to stay. So there must be something, there's got to be something there. Yeah. So uh, that's why I picked him. Uh, past player... Uh, I picked Ashley Ward 
Um, like all his misses. Well, funnily enough, I'm hoping, it, I'm hoping it can give me some investment tips. And after watching Housewives of Cheshire and <laughs> House that he lives in, I could, I could, I think I could fit seamlessly, <laughs> seamlessly into that sort of whole neighbourhood. So, so yeah, and he might invite me back to his house, which would be really nice. Uh, for an ex manager, I've gone for uh, I've gone for Stendhal. Um, because, Great choice. Because he'd, he'd he, take you around the pubs, wouldn't he? <laughs> but that's the thing. He is, as far as I know, the only manager that's embraced Barnsley became, to a became, certain extent. Yeah. I think he it was, was a true Barnsley citizen, if you want to say he's a foreign chap. He came across like you say. He used to go out for a drink. He used, you know, and he really created. I thought. A playing style and an identity for Barnsley, which I think is lacking, definitely lacking at the minute. Um, and for obviously for my random guest, I, I wanted to pick somebody of you know who we could have a, a, a good conversation, uh, witty, intelligent, etc. <laughs> so obviously Adam uh, was my choice. Um, no, it weren't really actually. I went for Brian Clough because I'd love to talk to Cluffy. Yeah. Uh, I think probably for a similar reason for Ian. I think the stories that he could have told would have been amazing. I, I just would like to ask him why he thought he would ne he would never got picked to manage England when, let's face it, he should have he should have done. Very good. Um, slightly different for me. I'll talk through my really slowly. My oh, don't you want me? Don't you want me oh, match? Sorry. Don't you want me match? match? Sorry, sorry, your match. Unbelievable. Which uh, one? When second leg against Manchester United at Oakwell. Ink Cup when we won and Scott Jones scored yeah, two Scott goals. Jones. That was an amazing night, an absolutely amazing night. And that is the sort of performance that gets your crowd going. Well, it's please. It's it's funny that because that's the theme I've gone with. Um, you picked my... all the same ones as me. No, no. Oh. Um well one of them has. Um X player. No. I've gone for Chris Morgan. And I know. That will, but I just think Chris Morgan, when he played for Barnsley, that was the player. That's what you defended. No nonsense. Did what he did. And I know he went on to play for other South Yorkshire clubs, but you know what? That's life. Um, yeah, Chris Morgan. And therefore, the existing player I would choose um, would be Casper Lopata, because mm. I think he would, he could almost like mentor him a little bit. You know, he almost like, I think when I see Casper Lopata, no, not like that, Steve. But I get quite excited thinking that could be your next Helico Anderson. That, you over, don't you be splitting special. them stitches. You'll be careful <laughs> with them stitches, mate, because you don't want that game carried away, do you? Um, after, after enlargement. Uh, the manager I've gone again for Stendhal. I think um, it, it's all about, to me, you, you can buy all the talent you want, but the biggest teams in the world have performed really well with the best players because of a really good manager. When you look at a Pep Guardiola, he, I know tactically he's really astute, but players often talk about how how he motivates him. And um, I know Valeria Ismail did, did really, really well, but I think it all started with Stendhal, the, the high press, the high tempo, the blood on the shirt. Um, the guest, um, I because I kept it on the football theme, it's just because it was just sort of like before it's, uh, Johan Cruyff, just because he's probably one of the footballers from my home country that everybody knows. But 
Obviously, I was born in 71. My dad loved football and talked about Cryford. I don't know. And it would just be good because when you look at um, interviews of it, you see football players coming off the pitch and lighting a cigarette. You know what I mean? It, it, it was all so different. But yeah, iconic players like that, they, they don't come around very often. And we are going to look, I believe it's 2000, is it 2008, the Liverpool away FA Cup. Oh, round. lovely. Because yeah. again, I think it don't matter who you face. If, you, if your team has unity and little bits of quality here and there on your day, you, you can beat anyone. So there is no pressure on on, on Adam, but you've you've got one invite because these evenings are happening simultaneously. Oh, great! Well, <laughs> I, uh, I've been racking my brains on a few of them, and let, current player I would go Herbie, just so that I could have a chat with him away from the microphones and and like see what perception and reality actually is because I've had a couple of interviews with Herbie that have gone viral so <laughs> I think that would be an interesting conversation former player I'd go Jan Arger because oh, from a yeah. football and media perspective he's gone on to be as successful from a broadcaster perspective as as he was from a football perspective and he's just a really interesting fellow I met him at the Daydream Believers uh, premiere a few years ago, very briefly. And I've seen him at Bramall Lane as well this year, very briefly. Um, and he's just a fascinating character. So I'd love to speak to him a little bit more. Uh, what else have we got? Former manager. Former manager, I'd go with Simon Davey, just to see if Radio Sheffield are still banned from Oakwell. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. <laughs> that'd be fascinating. Uh, what else we got? Um, in terms of a, a, another character. Yeah, random um, guest. Random guest, let's go Joey Barton, just to, oh. just, um, just, to just to really see what, what he's like away from his uh, Twitter keyboard at the minute. Because um, with the way the algorithm works at the minute, I just it, it's I, I just don't know where to get my head around it all. It's, it's yeah, just it'd be fascinating. Um, you've got to challenge yourself with different opinions, I think, is uh, is, is yeah, a way of looking yeah. at life, yeah. True, um, true. and in terms of a game. I would go with the um, uh, paint pot final victory where Adam Hamill stepped up. The reason for that being, I'm not sure whether I've told you guys this story or not. I was in America on holiday at the time. I was obviously Barnsley reporter, but I wasn't there um, at Wembley that day. And I frantically tried to find a bar in Chicago that had that match on the telly and failed. Spectacularly, <laughs> I ended up watching half of Arsenal against somebody else because that was on at the same time, and ended up watching the last twenty minutes back in my home, uh, my hotel room on the BBC website live text. That, <laughs> that was my experience of that wonderful, wonderful day. Thankfully, I got to go to the playoff final in person, which was wonderful. But I'd love to actually watch that game as a whole and see it all unfold. I've seen the goals countless times and it, you know, it's just a wonderful season to be a part of things, but we would watch that game because it'd be the first time I've properly sat down and actually watched that game. That'd be very nice. So there you go. So a few off the top of my head. And a few iconic matches and, and, and guests there as uh, as well. I mean, um, back to present day then to finish off the, um, the, the, the show for this evening, Bristol Rovers, uh, the, uh, the guests at Oakwell on Saturday. Ian, 
looking at the table, you know, they're, they're not far behind us. Um, it's it's going to be very hard to see how we break that sort of voodoo at home. I mean, we finished, you know, we did, we did good. December finished really well. Important, isn't it, to, to, to kickstart? Um, you know, we don't have to worry about the FA Cup, which I believe Bristol Rovers still do. Are they, have they got a replay? Yeah, they've got, I believe. They've it's also Liverpool away if they beat Norwich. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they've. Yeah, they've, they've got um, four days after us. They're at home to Norwich, so I'm hoping the Reds are in that. Their heads are in that game and not on Saturday. Um, I was just quickly looking at the form, and they've had a, they've not been brilliant away. But then only a few weeks ago, they went and won at Bolton two one. So they're going to be difficult opponents, and I think it, it's going to be one of them that I think we might need a bit of patience, and we're going to need the crowd with us because it could be a bit of a slog, um, and I think there might only be one goal in it. Maybe two one. And who will score for Barnsley? Uh, tell you what, I'm gonna go with Adam Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, your thoughts, Dan, Bristol, Barnsley scorer. And I just, uh, I just want to see a performance. I want to see a performance because we're over halfway through season now. Um and some of them players really need to look at themselves. And if they are wanting a move, not naming any names, but if they are wanting a move to another club, they've got to show that they can actually play a little bit. Because at minute, they're not even going to get in Addersley Rex side. You mind anywhere else? So if I, I just want to see a performance, I agree with you, with you. I don't think there'll be much in it. I think we'll get it. I think we might nick it one nil, uh, and I think McAtee will score again because uh, he seems to be in a rich. A rich vein of form, but yeah. uh, but I just want to see a performance on Saturday. Some players, and, you know, lift your heads up and let's see what you can do. And it, Adam it, Phillips it, in playing, by the way, is not even on bench. And it's odd, isn't it? Because we talk about players that might want to move. We've, we've not <laughs> talked about. We've not talked about. But Callum Styles was seen as you know he, he extended his contract in the hope. I mean, he's not featured much for, for one reason or the other. You know, he's a full-blooded Hungarian international, albeit from Bury. Um, but, you know, um, I suppose it's all sorts of plays that if we're not using him, you'd want a team to come, don't you? And even sign him on loan to take some pressure off the wage bill. Um, did you say who was going to score, Steve? Yes. He said McAtee. Oh, do you want me to say again? Well, <laughs> sorry, mate. Are we using the power of the mind? Yeah, well, I'm thinking, am I ring Clinton Baptiste to say what did Steve say? Um, yeah, I think, and and in short, I think McAtee has been a bit of an anchor through December with his performances. And when he scores, it, it, he's a bit like Hamill at times, isn't he? That he just only scores worldies. He could have his own goal of the competition, uh, goal of the season. Um, that is the type of player I think I'd love to sign, although he's not in our bracket. So make all the use of it while while, while he can and while yeah. he's on loan um, with us. Um, I don't know if I, I just want Devante Cole to, 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 to find that little bit of a spark again. Um, I felt sorry for Devante Cole because often people say, he's not scoring. You know, strikers need service. And, and, and whilst I don't want to point fingers, you know, the midfield has been underperforming compared to last season when they chipped in with goals, when the strikers got balls that they could get at the end of. So, um, I'll go 2-0. Why not? Um, and I'll go for Devante Goal to score a, to score a goal. Are you at the match on uh, Saturday, Adam? Or where are you? Not uh... Saturday. I'm, I'm at the game on Tuesday against Carlisle. So, I'm doing that one. So, uh, we'll pick up the pieces after whatever happens on uh, on Saturday. <laughs> I'm, at, I'm, I'm at Rotherham v Stoke on Saturday. 
which has got all the hallmarks of an absolute classic knot. Um, so we'll, we'll hope for the we'll hope for the best on that. Um, I, I don't think you're far off in terms of what you've been talking about. I was going to go for a two 0 Barnsley. I, I think it's it's time that a few people showed show what they're all about. You know, there's 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 fans frustrating. There's people questioning this. There's a few people you know that are like, oh, do they want away? Do they not? Is there interest in them? And I think it might be just a time for a. I, I think I agree with Steve. Performance potentially is as important if Barnsley drew, but it was a, a brilliant performance at the weekend, and that'd be great. I, I do think Barnsley will win. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say Adam Phillips as well, just just because I know you're doing it, it on a purpose, aren't you? Yeah, Carlos got together with you yeah, before now. I come on, and he said, yeah, "Don't forget to mention Adam Look, Phillips." I interviewed the lad today. Down. I interviewed the lad today, and I thought he came across really well. He admitted that you know the playoff final had had more of an impact than he thought, and admitted that his performances haven't been as well. I know that you thought he was starting from a, a quite low bar anyway, Steve. But, um, you know, he's got a couple of goals in December. Herbie's, you know, scored and contributed throughout December. McAtee is just a, a wonderful-looking yeah. player that I, I agree entirely. So I, I, there's, enough, there's enough goal scorers in there now. There's enough people that have hit a bit of form. Connell's been the key to unlocking all that. As, as has been said already. Um, yeah, I'm feeling quite positive about it, but I, I don't know about you, gents, but I've been covering Barnsley for a long time now. Um, and I always build up home games and get myself into a point where I've convinced myself it's going to be a good performance and a good result. And about 10 minutes into the game, you sit there and go, why have I convinced myself for this? <laughs> what have I come for? I hope that's why, not, why, why yeah, I hope that's not the same. <laughs> Midweek nights are different. Certainly afternoons tend to be that. I hope I'm wrong, but yeah, two now I'm going. And and just before we go, Adam, um, we finished the last year, each and every single, the, the three of us, for different reasons. Um, Steve moved house with all the stress that brought. Well, that's the beginning of the new year. Ian celebrated a very long work anniversary. Well done, Ian. <laughs> I went under the knife. And yours didn't finish on a great... Yours didn't finish on a great note, did you? Because you were in the middle of a challenge, then there were some health issues. How are you doing now? And what is your plan for... 2024 because i know fundraising the memory of your dad and everything is is something that's really really important to you so can you tell us a little bit of what what, what you're planning for the rest of this year absolutely so well the the, the old prostate cancer uh, top is on so um i've got the running back underway um it, the prostate united challenge which i know barnsley take part in um i i got involved in the last few years in this i got eight days in and then ended up in hospital with um tonsillitis which essentially got infected in my throat and neck and there was a, a point at which where quite a, a senior doctor thought it might be cancerous which was then a, a, a worry I've got a bit never been told in my life before that you might have cancer so there was a three or four week period where I had all kinds of tests MRIs biopsies um, uh, ultrasounds, cameras down the throat and everything. Thankfully, about a month ago now, I got the phone call to say that the follow-up MRI had shown that there wasn't anything that they were worried about. So keep monitoring. So that's great. Um, so I, I picked up the running again. I got 20, um, what was it? Uh, I'd done eight. So I got 23 days, I think, left to do in my challenge. Picked that up again on New Year's Eve because I worked out that if I did that, I'd finish on my dad's birthday on the 22nd of January. So I am now, what are we on? Day 11th. So I've got 11 after today. 
um, of the runs at least 5k a day. So yeah. I, because I'm coming back from a bit of illness, it's it's hurting more than it has. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Um, but it's great. I've raised about nearly 900 quid now for prostate cancer just with this one alone, uh, which is great. So that's a good start to the year. Get fit, do something positive. Um, and then hopefully I'll, I'll do the challenge again in October when it comes around. But yeah, great. It's great to be a part of. All the, most of the football clubs around here take part in it. Very personal to me with my dad. Um, pleased to report that, you know, I, I, hurt my, I, I badly hurt my fingers in the Rounders Challenge last summer that people might have seen. Yeah. I finally got playing for back playing five aside this week. Um, I only played twice since July. <laughs> so I get, I now know how footballers feel when they have stupid injuries that keep them out. Yeah. You know, because it's been great being back doing that. So I'm back doing a bit of that. The fit, the health is in the best place it's been for a while. So uh, yeah, can't can't complain. Brilliant. Well, just just to let you know, and the other two um, don't know this, but um, obviously you, you've been on and a few times. Always, always enjoy chatting to you, and obviously following you on social media. So um, what I've decided, so we've partnered up with um, Talksport. A part of the fans network and um uh they uh, often get sponsors involved so for 2024 uh what we're going to do the sponsor money that we receive because we don't make any money from doing this all the sponsor money that we are receiving for this year at the end of every month when that gets paid into my account i will message you and whatever course you want it to be donated to you can do that. So for 2024, Adam Oxley will be the person that we're fundraising for because that's a cheap way, Steve, of getting doing any silly challenges, exercises, runs. Adam's <laughs> going to do it for us. Wow. We're going to donate our profits to Adam. For Sounds like 20- a plan. I like that plan. Wow. So like that plan. Yeah. That's incredible. We're, we're fully behind you. Always enjoy, always enjoy talking to you because I've got the knowledgeable one. I've got the funny one. I need, I need, like myself, I need another professional one. So it, it always feels more balanced. Oh, you know, oh, when professional, you're with us. professional. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I've got to agree with you. You do right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, I know you're going to play five aside, um, Adam. So thanks very much. Please, please, please. Um, I hope the Barnsley Carlisle will be a goal fest. Um, that will get you over the ball fast that will likely be Rotherham versus Stoke on Saturday. And thanks, of course, from his new pad and the Wi-Fi worked, Steve. I know, you I was can, surprised. Yeah, you can, you, can, you can take first century. I'm here. Take, take three of the hamsters off the wheel now because they'll deserve a drink and something to eat, maybe, <laughs> to make sure. And Ian, um, as always, thank you as well. We'll be back next week. Uh, and we'll be uh, hopefully six points better off. Who knows? A creative midfielder? Anything can happen. You've been listening to the Reds Report, and we'll be back next week. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping, and Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. UN, UREDS at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.